Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Sourdough bread and stretchy pants may have been all the rage in the early days of the pandemic, but as vaccines become more prevalent and U.S. consumers begin to reemerge from lockdowns, they're increasingly turning to keto bread and other low-carb options as they try to shed the quarantine 15. According to recent market research by the International Food Information Council, consumer interest in low-carb diets ticked up in the past year to become the fourth most popular diet behind intermittent fasting, clean eating, and basic calorie counting. Right behind low-carb, which accounts for 6% of the highly fragmented diet universe, is ketogenic, which accounts for about 5% of dieters. For context, though, the most popular diet, again, calorie counting, accounts for just 10% of dieters, so that gives you a sense of how important these diets are to the community. And as more consumers gravitate to low-carb diets, manufacturers are responding with innovative new products, which are helping to further fuel sales growth of keto, paleo, and other low-carb products. For example, according to Research and Markets, the keto diet market is forecast to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 5.3% from 2020 through 2027, to reach $15.2 billion. To seize this potential, Mintel's global new product database reveals new products tying the term keto nearly doubled to account for 2.3% of launches between June 2020 and March 2021, compared to the same time period last year. At the same time, Medora Intelligence predicts that global paleo food market trends will grow at a compound annual growth rate of 5.2% from 2018 to 2023. So to better understand the pandemic's impact on low-carb, keto, and paleo diet trends, as well as how brands are rising to meet consumer demand, this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast looks at new data from the Advertising Insights platform Ad Adapted that show how consumer purchasing and priorities are shifting from early in the pandemic to now. The CEO of Thin Slim Foods, which offers a wide range of low-carb products, and the CEO and Senior Vice President of Crepini, which makes versatile egg wraps, also share where they see the most market potential and how they're seizing it. So according to data collected by Ad Adapted through its frictionless, one-click, add-to-list platform, many of the hot commodities earlier in the pandemic have fallen to the bottom of consumers' lists as increased access to vaccines makes it safer to leave the house and gather with friends. At the same time, Ad Adapted CEO and founder Mike Peterson explains, a few unexpected stars have shot to the top, including Keto Bread, demand for which rose 249% between the second quarter of 2020 and the second quarter of 2021. I think when we look back to the beginning of pandemic, a little over a year ago, uh, we did see uh, a couple of very noticeable shifts in in consumer grocery lists. Uh, 
last year we saw quite a, a pretty big spike in uh, baking, for example. Uh, we, we did see a lot of categories that involved at-home cooking grow pretty rapidly. Uh, you know, we have basically a kind of like a core staple of the top 20 items that we do see consistently at on grocery lists, and you could think like milk and eggs are going to be, you know, right at, right at the top there. But we did see a lot of different categories start to pop up around the beginning of the category, and we did see uh, things like sanitizer spike last year. Obviously, uh, we saw things like elastic. Uh, that we attribute to consumers making their own masks at home, uh, as well as you know, a variety of other items that really were um, r- really were being purchased to you know, pass time at home. Um, and that's definitely shifted as we moved into 2021, uh, where a lot of those items are now, as they were at the top of the list last year, have really fallen to some of the, the least uh, added items more recently this year. Taking over the top of the list of the last quarter were jalapenos, which were up 454%, fresh cilantro, which was up 415%, and as previously noted, keto bread, which again was up 249%. According to Peterson, this suggests that consumers are looking for fresh foods that will support a renewed focus on health, fitness, and outdoor activities compared to the same time last year when it was all about elastics and yeast. As far as consumer interest in keto and low-carb more broadly, Peterson Ad Adapted data suggests this trend may be seasonable, but that it's also growing overall, representing significant opportunities for brands in the bread category and beyond. I think we've, we've seen you know, over the past, couple years, uh, quite a bit of growth in, in healthier categories, and it's being driven by some very large brands. Uh, I think Food Navigator had a number of articles discussing PepsiCo's uh, push for healthier snacks. Uh, Mondelez uh, also has a pretty large initiative, as well as some really large brands creating uh, both their own products as well as uh, basically helping startup brands um, in the healthy eating and uh, low-carb space grow. And I think that's just part of the, the uh, uh, kind of the shifts in consumer habits that we're seeing now. Uh, and what's really interesting when we look at the keto category as well is we saw a very large spike in early January, uh, probably closer to uh, 500% growth. In, in January, and that growth percent-wise has tapered. Uh, we're still at triple-digit growth year-over-year year as, of, as of June. Uh, but another thing we definitely look at is, is there seasonality involved in the, the more recent keto craze that we've seen uh, with our grocery lists. And over time, that is something else we'll monitor. Is, is keto uh, you know, something that people think about in early January, New Year, New You? Is that something that becomes you know, more sustained, or are we going to see seasonal habits in both like the keto and low carb and, and other healthy eating uh, categories over the course of the year? We do have a sense of uh, some of the top categories where keto is being combined with uh, other keywords. And so the way we're able to monitor uh, the keto growth, or this could apply to you know, many different categories, is where the products are uh, on, in baskets, in grocery lists, alongside keto or potentially uh, 
tied to the keyword itself. So keto bread was one of the bigger growth categories that we saw this year. Uh, but we, did, we have seen a lot around keto and other snack categories. So ice cream, general snacks, uh, chocolate, yogurt, granola. Those are some of the other uh, top uh, words that have been paired with keto, uh, you know, which definitely leans towards people looking to uh, supplement keto as, as part of their diet. Uh, maybe not necessarily their entire diet, but you know, combining that with low carb, uh, very close to keto, we do see uh, some very similar overlap there with low-carb ice cream, low-carb bread, uh, low-carb um, bars, yogurts. Again, like stuff very similar to the, the snack category. So that would uh, you know, drive us to the conclusion that people, at least you know, at the first half of this year, have been really focused on like, keto and a low-carb lifestyle. To us, this would mean that brands should get ahead of the curve and you know, start investing in promoting the product that they have in, in the keto, low-carb, healthy eating space, uh, you know, potentially more than that they do. Uh, obviously, I can't talk to specific category budgets at, at a brand level, but one of the unique things with ad adapted data is we have both uh, branded specific products that we are able to see, uh, as well as general category data. So for example, we often see people place pasta in a grocery list. Oftentimes it's just pasta. It's not necessarily a brand name. It's not necessarily even a type of pasta. And with that adapted, we, we do give brands the ability to help influence that category as a whole and, and drive specific products to grocery lists uh, to really help resonate the message on associate this product with keto or this product with low carb. Uh, and you know, given the growth that we're seeing, it does seem like there's quite a bit of opportunity for brands to start to own the keto space, the low-carb space. And the way that we'd see success there is we would see specific keto products, specific uh, low-carb products, or whatever it may be, uh, being driven to grocery lists as opposed to more of the broad category terms that we're seeing now. Well, the brands that meet Ketogenic's strict dietary standards have a lot to gain by calling out keto on their packaging. Andrew Eckerd, the owner of Thin Slim Foods, which offers low-carb and low-calorie breads and sweets, argues that leaving the claim off and instead focusing on low-carb could offer more marketing flexibility, broader appeal, and long-term gains. Initially, we didn't focus on keto because I've always felt that having a keto focus was for the consumer too restrictive. And that comes in two different ways. The first is by keeping the products low calorie and low carbohydrate it gives the consumer the option to add back in healthy fats if they want to using toppings or additions to other foods that are complementary or just keeping it like that. Uh, and so it makes it a little bit more flexible for the diet that they're following. The secondary reason, and again this gets to the restrictive aspect, is that although I have followed a keto diet before, I found it, even as somebody who was very diligent, to be 
very restrictive, and the type of thing that if truly followed in a sense of staying in ketosis, I found it to be unsustainable. And I figured that if it's difficult for me, it's most likely going to also be difficult for at least a good portion of other people as well. And therefore, it's just not something that would be sustainable long-term, and people need food options, therefore, that would fit both with a keto, a strict keto-style diet, or with something a little bit more moderated, where instead you take the understanding that you now have of how fats and carbohydrates interact with one another, and go back to a little bit more of a moderate, healthy lifestyle with reduced or healthier sourced carbohydrates without being so focused on explicitly very high fat and very low carbohydrate. With this in mind, most of Thin Slim Foods products focus primarily on zero net carb claims or low carb and calorie counts. However, the brand does make a few keto-friendly claims on its website and offers a few keto-specific products, like its Coquitos Biscotti Bites. This is a strategic move that Eckhart explains speaks to the brand's authentic origins as a pre-keto craze product, but also recognizes that keto now doubles as a stand-in for low-carb in many consumers' minds. I founded Thinsome Foods in 2012. And uh, before that, I was involved also in specialty diet food, but more from a grocery side of things. Um, and the main mission when Thin Slim Foods was started was to create foods that would make living a healthier lifestyle easier, mostly by providing more food options rather than being restrictive. I personally was finding it hard to find the type of food options that interested me, both from a nutritional perspective and a taste profile perspective. And so ultimately decided I just had to start trying to create some. And those foods that were created were specifically created to try and be as low in calories, that's the most important point, low in calories, high in fiber, and low in carbohydrates as possible. And then, of course, they had to meet my own uh, taste standards, trying to get as close as I, as I could while keeping the nutritionals first and foremost, uh, as close as I could to normal foods. Because we started in 2012, that was before, for example, paleo came on the scene, and we never made anything that was paleo, and we were around as keto started to become more well-known uh, and have sort of grown alongside of it. That focus on nutritionals first and foremost has set us apart uh, in the very beginning and continued to set us apart even now as more competitors have started to create additional products. And it was due to our stringent standards for those nutritional profiles and really focusing in on being as extreme uh, in terms of calories and fiber and carbohydrates as we could be. 
like Eckerd, the makers of crepini egg wraps, which are a cross between a crepe and a Russian bellini, didn't want their wraps to be pigeonholed as just a quote-unquote keto or quote-unquote paleo or even grain-free food, even though they check all those boxes. But at the same time, they wanted to support consumers with specific dietary requirements. And so, as Ann Da, president of Crepini, explains, the brand struck a balance by giving the most prominence on pack to the claim with the broadest appeal, which, like Thin Slim Foods, is zero net carbs. Smaller callouts for niche dietary attributes run along the bottom of the pack, where they're still clear, but not as dominant. Uh, our consumer, we feel, is a food enthusiast. You know, they want to eat well, but they want to eat. They want to have fun with eating, and, uh, and yet they'd like to make better choices for themselves, to eat healthy, they want to stay fit, um, and they want to enjoy the flexibility and versatility of, of meal planning. Um, maybe they don't necessarily follow a regimen, a regular diet regimen, but they, they really do believe in moderation. And, and consumers, for the most part, can't maybe totally avoid the carbs, but with the Crepinia graphs, you have something that tastes great. It can replace your bread or your taco shell or your tortillas or your pita, and it's a really simple switch. So the idea of being able to just make this one small change gives you an opportunity to keep carbs in check, feel like you're doing something really good for yourself and your overall well-being. So when we decided what was important to um, talk about on our pack, one was obviously the name Crepini, but also the fact that it's zero net carb. Uh, in some instances, we use cage-free eggs, and that's very important to us. And then uh, the particular buttons that we highlight below that either have to do with calories or have to do with gluten-free or have to do with um, keto, uh, keto-friendly. Um, so I think it's really having the ear to the ground to what we hear from consumers. Um, and they certainly do talk to us and they ask us lots of questions. They ask us questions about ingredients because there's also – you know, sensitivity to certain spices and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, we're very sort of open to uh, helping the consumer really understand um, the product, understand its usages, and understand how it fits into their lifestyle. Both Crepini, which launched in 2007, and Thin Slim Foods, which launched in 2012, have watched diet trends come and go. But the low or no-carb movement has not only stayed, but expanded as a standalone diet and a fundamental component of multiple other diets, including keto and paleo. Daw explains that driving force behind the low-carb movement's longevity is that at its core, it's about moderation and being able to eat a wide variety of foods and still maintain a healthy diet. I think it's really about just eating well and feeling well. Uh, and that's probably at the core. And to do so, I think there's moderation and I think there's, you know, where, what the role of car, what role carbs can play in the diet. Um, and that's why I think that we're sort of this, not a solution, Copini egg wraps, so really this wonderful 
alternative to say, I can really continue to enjoy all the things that I want to fill it with or, you know, grill it with or, or uh, you know, create chips from it. Um, and I can really enjoy something and not feel sort of totally guilty that I have done something that isn't maybe the best for me. But I think, I think that's where we are. I think consumers are thinking more about moderation. They, they don't want to, they certainly will never sacrifice taste for health. Uh, but uh, having products like ours, having Copini egg wraps, which are also gluten-free and sugar-free, uh, and low calorie, it's almost like this perfect complement to everything, everything else that they eat. Copini egg wraps um, are not just about, uh, oh, it's, it's about being keto. It's really about I have this wonderful alternative to uh, carb-laden uh, staples, to bread, and it's this sort of a simple, uh, a simple alternative and a simple switch so that you can really enjoy food and not feel like you've overindulged in, in a way on, on, on carbohydrates. And we think that's kind of the shift that's happening, that the consumer is, um, you know, they're, they're thinking about moderation, they want to feel good, they want to eat well, um, but they're not necessarily um, very strict or, or, or uh, you know, demanding to be, uh, uh, I, 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 have to be, I have to be following a specific diet. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I think that's what's happening. But for as much as the low-carb category has grown and has evolved, Eckert says he still sees significant room for innovation and market penetration something he's working to meet in part by teaming with retailers. In the keto space, it 10 years ago was only followed by either people who were diabetics and had been pushed in that direction by their doctors or by very hardcore bodybuilders, fitness models, um, and people interested in dieting that had stumbled upon the info that those individuals were using. Of course, more recently, the interest in it has increased exponentially such that it's now appealing to and interested in by a much broader mainstream audience. This has been demonstrated by the fact that early on, competition in the space was being met by small manufacturers, and those manufacturers were only selling in specialty stores and selling mostly direct-to-consumer with the growth in demand and the growth in interest from a much broader audience, that has shifted even within the last two years to supermarkets. Where I see it going in the future is a continued shift 
in that direction. The supermarket space is still very wide open for low-carb products and keto products to fill shelves. There is still not full penetration. In addition, the smaller manufacturers, I think, are going to, the number of them at least, are going to continue to grow. And that will be driven by the ease of reaching consumers now via either their direct websites or marketplaces such as Amazon. In the coming years, Vincent Foods is still focused on the basics in terms of introducing additional products, maintaining our direct relationship with consumers, but we do see an enormous opportunity in the supermarket space. We've experienced great success so far and have only just begun to start to expand into that space. So it is definitely a focus in the time ahead, and we anticipate being able to grow for many years to come just within that one sales channel. And even with just one SKU, we'd be able to, to do a lot beyond where we are now, and then we have a, a family of SKUs behind it that can always be added in. Daw also sees expanded opportunity for Crepinia retail, especially positioned as a ready-to-eat option that can be used quickly and conveniently to create a snack or meal by pairing with almost anything else. But she also sees potential in food service where low-carb choices remain limited. Ultimately, while consumer diet trends may come and go, both companies argue that low-carb is here to stay, whether it uses Atkins, South Beach, Keto, or Paleo, or even something else as shorthand. The key for brands to ride the waves of different diets is to offer products that are versatile, taste good, and are accessible. With that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.